0: It's time for News Talk 720 KDWN's Ask the Expert Hour. Have a question? Call now,
1: 702-257-KDWN. That's 702-257-5396.
0: Welcome to Ask the Experts. My name's Brian Black. I'm talking to Brian A. Lowe of Brian A. Lowe & Associates. Good morning, Brian. Good morning, Brian. It's leap day. One day every four years. We get that quarter day added up, and uh, I guess we get an extra show
1: and maybe an extra show and an extra day's work for my employees
0: yeah that you know it'd be i think that we should just take that off every four years i think that it should be a holiday what do you think everybody
1: no i don't think so no no (laughs) (laughs) let's add another day each year
0: well we're talking about something very interesting today on the show um we're talking about pets and uh the 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 focus and the thrust of uh, ask the experts with brian a and associates is planning estate planning in general and different types of planning financial planning and and one of the things that people um that you have some very vague ideas about that's important to them is what happens to your pets when you're no longer there to take care of them and uh it, it's something that that needs to be addressed legally is that correct that is correct so i, I did a little uh, little research one of six out of ten americans own a pet of some sort. Uh, it's about it's about 60-20 um, dogs to cats, and the, the rest are other types of pets. Uh, Las Vegas, in particular, according to Nielsen um, ratings, uh, 50% of Las Vegans. It's a little bit low for the national average. I think it's due to the transient nature of the population here. Uh, there's always some part of the population, especially military and so forth, that's moving in and out of town, but. One out of two people that you meet owns a pet. So what do you do about your pets when uh, you're no longer there to take care of them? Uh, and I know, I know that I've seen news stories over the years uh, that have uh, accentuated the fact that some crazy millionaire left all of her money to her cats or something like that. Is that possible?
1: That is possible. Uh, if they leave it to the cats, you've got to understand that <clears throat> uh, animals are property. Okay. They're not like human beings. They're in not, the eyes of the law. In the eyes of the law, yes. They don't have the same protections that individuals have. So a person can have a family. They can have children. They can leave it to their brothers, their sisters, their children, their spouse, whatever. And the law will protect that. But with an animal, an animal is property. So trying to leave money to an animal mm. or to a piece of property is not a valid purpose for a trust
0: well so i mean
1: for i mean to give you can't just give it away to,
0: Well, so a piece if, of property how can you do it if uh, you know it is possible to leave your money to your pets how do you do it
1: well generally you plan around it there's various ways that you do it uh, um, there are some better ways than others uh, some are that you have a a family member mm-hmm. that feels as close to that pet and knows the pet just like the owner does, and would really desire to have that pet in the in the event that something happened to its owner. Right. Oftentimes that's not the case. Okay. So you need to find someone who will be willing to take the pet, and if they, if you find someone that's willing to do it, then you've got to make sure that that person who takes it is prepared to take the pet financially, uh, a place for the pet to to live and to survive. Uh, You may have to fund sufficient funds so that that pet will have uh, veterinary care Mm -hmm. as needed, uh, proper food, proper exercise, proper grooming. I mean, there are just lots of things that you would want to provide for, for that pet.
0: Well, let me ask you this, uh, taking one step back, what happens uh, if you, you know, you're, <clears throat> you have a couple of dogs and a cat, and what happens to your pets if you do not plan for this? What is, what is the most likely scenario?
1: Well, if you do nothing at all, and there's no one to take care of the pet, generally... It, When you die, someone's going to come into the home and they're going to see that there is a pet or uh, someone will notice that the pet is no longer around. And now the pet is on the street or Mm -hmm. the pet is uh, uh, getting pretty thirsty and hungry because they've been locked up in the house and they don't know where their owner is. Right. They, uh, I mean, there are just so many things that can happen with these, with these animals if a person passes away, or if they become incapacitated, right? We we think in terms of of death. Oftentimes, what happens to my pet? Sometimes you got to remember that these pets are just like the ch- a child of an individual. Right. A lot of my clients, they that's the only family that they have is that pet,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and. They don't really have anyone that they really want to give their money away to, or they may have some charities or whatever, but that pet
0: means everything to them. Well, absolutely. It's their daily companion.
1: And now all of a sudden you don't sh- come home at night, or uh, you die, and what happens to the pet? Who takes
0: the pet? Or you go to the hospital for an extended you go, period of time. That's
1: right. You get hit by an automobile or that pr- proverbial golf ball. Right. And you're, you don't come home, and the, the pet is wondering what, what's happening and so the pet may die during that period the pet may be picked up by the pound and and the pet may not be able to find another family and so you have a situation where they may be destroyed and here's the favorite person of your life your family member that now was put uh, put down because you didn't properly plan
0: so what what would be um, so the the situation might be that uh, you, 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 if there's no one that you have planned to uh, take care of your pet, um, then the I guess the authorities will decide or or just actually I mean I guess since it's it, the the pet is viewed as a piece of property in the eyes of the law I mean is there there's really no requirement to do anything with the pet whatsoever like you say it could end up on the street um, you know so to speak if a landlord you know has to, you know, re-rent your apartment, you know, what do they do? You know, they call the pound. Um, so my question to you then is say, for instance, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm doing my estate planning. I, I, I want my pets to be taken care of. I don't have any money per se to, to allocate toward this. Um, is that, is it possible to, to, Put in my will that I want my sister, for instance, to take care of my dogs for me, and that be a legally binding agreement? Or what has to happen there? Do you have to make an agreement with the other person, or can you just put it in your will that that's what you want to happen? And, and how binding is that?
1: Well, people do it all different ways. Uh, sometimes people do it in, the, in their wills. They mm-hmm. say, I want Fido to uh, go to my sister that lives up in... Um, Reno. Reno. Yeah. And so that's in the will, but oftentimes wills are not found until weeks, maybe months uh, after the death of the individual. So Mm -hmm. here all of a sudden, who's going to take care of that pet pet during the time that they're trying to find the will and to uh, file that will with the court and to start some kind of a probate procedure Mm -hmm. so that those items of, of, property can be disposed pursuant to the terms of the trust, and that oftentimes takes a a minimum of of 40 days, sometimes even longer. Sometimes it can go on for years before those distributions can be made. Now, the court will try to make uh, allowances for pets, uh, but they really don't know where that pet is to go, so oftentimes the pound ends up with those animals.
0: So what do you do? What's uh, what's uh, what's a what's uh, off the top of your head the first thing that would that would jump to mind? Is it just a personal agreement to, to circumvent all of that, or is there something legal that you need to do? Well,
1: an agreement is something legal, right? And sometimes people will enter into an agreement with someone else and say, when when you die, I will take your pet, and these are the things that I will do to make sure that that pet survives and lives a meaningful life, mm-hmm. and. And everyone's happy. Okay. Another thing that uh, they will do is, you know, they'll put it in the will. But with a will, that's a testamentary document. Maybe months before they're able to to take that pet. Another thing, and the most uh, uh, popular thing to do is to create a what's called a pet trust. Okay. And a pet trust is a document where you establish it during your lifetime, or you generally during your lifetime, so you don't have to go through the probate process. You establish that document, and in that document, you provide for something for the pet, a certain percentage of money or funding, whatever, for the benefit of that pet.
0: When we return on Ask the Experts, we'll be talking more about pet trusts. If you have a question for Brian A. Lowe, give us a call or a text on the Centennial Toyota Talk & Text line at 702-257-5396. Now back to Ask the Experts on News Talk 720, KDWN. Welcome back. If you have a question for Brian A. Lowe of Brian A. Lowe & Associates about your pet and how to take care of your pet in case you can't do so, give us a call or a text on the Centennial Toyota Talk and Text Line at 702-257-5396. The last thing that you mentioned, Brian, was the existence of something that I don't think I even really thought about before, a pet trust Uh, We've talked about trusts on the show before, and uh, is there there actually something called a pet trust, or is it just a trust that is for your pet?
1: There are several ways that you can approach a pet trust. Mm -hmm. You can create a specific trust for the benefit of that pet, Mm -hmm. and in doing so, what you're doing is you are funding it during your lifetime, so that if you become incapacitated and you can't take care of the pet, you've spelled out in the trust Uh, what needs to be done by who you would appoint to be that pet's guardian. Right. And there are funds there to take care of the pet in the way that you would like that pet to be taken care of. Another thing that people will do is if they're doing their own estate planning, they will provide a certain amount of their overall estate to be set into a Mm sub-trust upon their incapacity or death. To take care of that pet in the way that and manner that they want that pet to be taken care of.
0: So, uh, my my question for you here is: so we've talked about incapacity. So I'm like you say, I get hit by an automobile, I go to the hospital for 14 weeks, right? How does how does my lawyer know that? to activate this, this, this plan. You know what I'm saying? It's, uh, you know, I've, I've, I've made up a, a trust that's a living trust that, that my pet needs to be taken care of in case of my incapacity. I get hit by a car. I go off to the hospital. What do I set up there to get that plan in motion? How do I do that? Well, generally
1: the lawyer who's involved in putting together the pet trust or doing the estate plan is one of the first ones that are contacted upon the incapacity or death of the grantor. Okay. And so the lawyer then immediately starts putting into motion the things that need to be done to take care of the pet or to close the estate or to do whatever it takes to to keep things moving in the way that they should be moving legally.
0: So uh, if, you were, if you were my attorney in that case, I would set you up as one of my emergency contacts, for instance, in my, on my insurance policy or my phone or, or anything like that, correct?
1: Well, generally, we recommend that you let your family know
0: mm-hmm. uh,
1: who is your attorney and so that they can get a hold of us immediately, and okay. we get calls all the time. Somebody died, and and we understand that you're the attorney. Get involved, and okay. so we immediately get involved, and we start ferreting out uh, which heirs are still alive, and we give them notice, and we get a hold of the named executor or trustee, and we get them in, and we explain the process, and. And we keep things moving on.
0: As we said before, uh, 50% of Las Vegans have pets. And in the eyes of the law, those pets are property. Uh, but in the eyes of the pet owners, or at least a very large majority of those pet owners, these these uh, these companions are, are more than a piece of property. They're more than just a pet. People feel very sentimental about them. And uh, just as we've talked about in choosing the right person to uh, manage your estate, we um, You you probably need to choose the person to care for your pets very carefully as well.
1: You do. And sometimes you um, make the best decision you can. This person loves the pet. This person uh, lives close by where they can immediately take uh, the pet uh, when the time comes. But then they find out that they have some allergies. They've developed some allergies to this pet. Mm -hmm. What do you do if, if... You can't have the pet living with, even though you like the pet, but it just makes you sick. Or what if uh, uh, you live in an apartment and they have some exclusions? You cannot have pets or in a rental property or whatever. So there are things that come up that you need to consider uh, some backup programs, some alternate uh, individuals who can take over. And if there are no, no alternates, some organization, some charitable uh, shelter or something that takes, and takes care of the pets for the rest of their lives.
0: Do they have those? Oh, yes, they have them. So it wouldn't be like, uh, I, 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 that just kind of boggles my mind for a second there. It couldn't be like a kennel situation. That would be incredibly expensive. But there's shelters that you can make a contribution to that will just take care of the animal forever? Sure. Yes, there are. Oh, interesting. Now, how many have you done? You've done these before. You've 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 done estate planning that included pets.
1: That is correct.
0: And have you been in your in your experience? You've seen these these uh, programs take shape. Uh, are people happy with them? Did it, it, it's you know? Are, does it go wrong a lot?
1: No, generally it doesn't go wrong. It works pretty well, but you need to do it legally because, as I say, you can't leave money. To, to property. Right. Because there's no one there to make sure that that pet's interest is protected. So generally you choose someone to take care of the pet and you take someone else that will manage the money and make sure that that there is money going to the guardian to take care of that pet. Now you know, that pet may be very expensive. Sure. And, and they as they may, get
0: older, they get more expensive. They
1: get more expensive. And so there's a diet. They may like, uh, certain types of food. And so now all of a sudden the, the pet doesn't eat and they, uh, you know, he, he wants his food, you know, the, what he's become used to. He, uh, or the cat or dog or bird or whatever. Right. Uh, may, um, needs veterinary care and you know you may have had uh, taken the the pet in every uh, three months or every six months or every year for a checkup well now all of a sudden here's this expense well the guardian doesn't i mean they like to have the pet around but they didn't think in terms of Here's a couple hundred dollar uh, veterinary fee ca- occasionally. Or here's another problem. There's some emergency medical problems that come up. The pet has cancer and it needs to be removed. And you know now all of a sudden uh, there's a $1,000 bill right. uh, with the vet. So there are just a lot of things that you have to consider. And so... Generally, what they do is they fund a trust with su- sufficient funds in order to accommodate all the needs of that animal. And then they name some remainder person who will get the, the benefit from any remainder amounts that are in the trust after the, tr- after the pet has been fully taken care of and the pet passes.
0: See, that but, sounds tricky to me. I mean, I guess if you're picking the right person, I was thinking earlier that the the people who want power and money are the ones who are least likely to deserve it. And so, you know, somebody who 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 is going to be the the right person to take care of your pet is probably somebody who doesn't want any money to do so, but might need that money.
1: They may need
0: it, you know, especially if we're talking about somebody if you're in the situation where you're on, say, for instance, someone on a fixed income and your best buddy that lives across the hall at the at the the. Place where you live um, is in the same boat that you are, um, they may not be able to take on any additional expenses. So, when you're planning for this, uh, should you plan to essentially pay them to take care of it? You know what I'm saying? I mean, not just food, medical bills, whatever. Is there a kind of a, a. Do people normally build in a little bit of something to, to, to take care of the person who's taking care of the pet?
1: Generally, the people who are setting up a uh, Pet Trust provide something for the caregiver of that of that pet because they, they understand that there are going to be situations that are going to be costly. For instance, a pet owner may want to take a trip to Europe. Right. I mean, the pet guardian may want to take a trip to Europe, mm-hmm. but they can't uh, take the pet with them. Right. And so they need to board that pet for two weeks while they're gone. Right. There's a cost to that. There's a kennel cost and that can be expensive. Uh the the uh pet gets some kind of an illness. Well they could probably nurse them back to full health and they really like the pet, but they see this as, well, maybe the pet should just be put down now. Right. And so they're put to an early death. I mean, there are things that can happen, so when you're doing a pet trust, you try to spell out everything that you want done for the benefit of that pet. Right. And as I say, these pets oftentimes are that person's family. They they consider them as as their child. And I've I've got people that work for me, and and the most important thing in their life is their pet. Well, certainly.
0: And my question is so. When you do this and you you put a friend in charge of your pet, do they become the owner of the pet?
1: They basically become the
0: owner of the pet. Yes. So if you're setting up a trust and you've you've laid out all these rules that the way that you want uh, the pet to be taken care of, in reality the on, the new owner of the pet can do what they want to. But if they if the if the terms of the monetary agreement. Are to be met, then they have to follow these rules. Is that how the eyes of the law would look at it? Yeah. Well,
1: actually, the they live with the guardian. They mm-hmm. they're there every day. They get scratched behind the ear every day by this individual, and so for all intents and purposes, they're you know they look like the owner. Right. But w- when you do a pet trust, the the pet really becomes. I mean, the trust really becomes the owner of the pet and the controller of the funds. And if the guardian cannot perform or if the guardian says, I will not perform, or the guardian, you know, turns out to move somewhere uh, and doesn't want the pet Mm -hmm. or can't have the pet where they're moving to, well, then you need to have uh, the trustee or a trust protector of the trust to to make some decisions to make sure that that pet is properly protected.
0: Interesting. Now, it's interesting not to, uh, it almost seems like it could become a, a huge rabbit hole of you can get as complex as this with this as you want to. And when we come back in just a moment, we'll talk a little bit more about how to take care of your pets when you can no longer take care of them. If you have a question for Brian A. Lowe of Brian A. Lowe and Associates, give us a call or a text at 702-257-5396 on the Centennial Toyota Talk and Text Line. We'll be back in just a moment on Ask the Experts. <music> Now back to Ask the Experts on News Talk 720, KDWN. About pet, pet trusts here on Brian A. Lowe's Ask the Expert. If you have a questions for uh, Brian A. Lowe, give us a call or a text at 702-257-5396. So we're talking about pet trusts. We're talking about um, taking care of your pets After you've passed or after you are unable to take care of your pet, I mean, I guess, uh, you know, if if there is a time when you have to go into um, a hospice or have to go into a um, assisted living, um, you can't take your pet with you. Is that correct?
1: Well, sometimes. And and that's one of the things that you want to take into account. Oftentimes people would like to have their pets with them Mm -hmm. uh, because their pet brings them peace Mm -hmm. and, uh, lowers their anxiety level. They, their blood pressure is lower. They have the love of, of an animal. There are just so many things that they get from, from having that pet and they, because they go to a facility, they don't want to give that up. So oftentimes that may become part of the planning that the, uh, uh, your your guardian or your attorney, in fact, or your trustee of your trust or whatever will want to take into account that they need to find a facility where they can have a pet. Now, I get into a lot of uh, uh, senior living places, and this is one of the things that these facilities like to have. They will have dogs uh, within the facility, right. that'll go around and be the friend of everyone that lives there, and and the people that live there really like these animals, and they fall in love with those animals, and so that becomes part of the uh, the care that they're get, they're receiving. But some people like to have their own pets, and so that could become a problem in a facility. But then again, if you planned around it and found the right facility they, you may have your pet with you until you die.
0: I mean, I would imagine that, uh, when we're talking about having a guardian in charge of your pet, uh, you know, even if uh, maybe your pet can visit you. And so you'd need somebody to take care of the pet on the 24 hour basis. But every day when somebody comes to visit you, they bring the, bring the Chihuahua along with them. and, And that could be something that, that is part of that plan.
1: That is correct.
0: So, you know, I, my, my, my question here is that when we're talking about making an agreement that someone will take care of your pet, who watches the watchers? Who 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 checks up to make sure that this the terms of this agreement are being met? And 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 how does that work?
1: Well, and that's one of the problems with all kinds of estate planning. Who who watches over the watchers, mm-hmm. <laughs> like you put it? And and so oftentimes we like to separate the person who's taking care of the, of the animal Mm -hmm. from the person who is watching over the money Okay, and the person who's watching over the money will make sure that that guardian is doing what the guardian of that pet needs to do. And he, the person who takes care of the funds will make sure he gets sufficient funds to take care of the, of the animal. And sometimes it can be so much per month, so much, um, per year, whatever. Uh, sometimes it can be on an as-need basis. So the guardian says, I'm going to Europe for two weeks. I need to, to find a place for the pet, and it's going to cost uh, $800. And so the trustee of the funds will say, yeah, okay, I'll give, them, give the uh, uh, shelter $800.
0: So uh- is there a limitation here? I mean, I it seems as though you know. So your you your your you're dog, you know, you're, you're an extravagant pet owner, you know, and you and you've got five dogs, and you you want them all to eat like you said earlier fillet every day. Um, I, how much can you allocate? To, can you leave your estate to to the care of your of your dogs? The entire estate, or I mean, you know, is is there a limit? Well.
1: There is a limit. It's not a a, a dollar limit, mm-hmm. But in the state of Nevada, we allow for pet trusts, okay? And we allow for the trust to be funded with sufficient funds to take care of the pet. And generally, you spell out how you want that pet taken care of. okay. it's It's diet, it's grooming habits. It's get a haircut every three months or whatever, Mm -hmm. Uh, having walked in the park every day for for an hour or whatever. I mean, there are just lots of things that maybe you did for that pet, and now you, just because of your death, you don't want the pet to go uh, without what it's become used to. Right. So all of that comes into what it costs to keep that pet going. And as long, under Nevada law, if you fund a pet trust with more money than what it takes to take care of that pet, then the remainder beneficiaries can step in and challenge it right up front and get any excess funds turned over to them at the very beginning.
0: So just like pretty much any kind of will or, or trust, um, someone has a right to challenge it if it seems excessive.
1: It, yes, they do. And any excess funds would then be turned over to the remainder beneficiaries.
0: Now, let me ask you this: uh, This is getting into the realm of the silly, but I just—it's just occurring to me—and I—and I wonder. I mean, uh, you know, you—you—you you, you have a house, you have a dog, you want the dog to continue living in the house. Can you set up a trust so that that uh, the house is maintained around the pet for the rest of its natural life, and that that there's like just a caretaker there, and then that's all—it's all. Tr- it's all uh, uh, included in the same package is, yes. that, is that clear? Yes,
1: we've done that before. The pet lives, continues to live in the house. The mm-hmm. the caretaker moves into the house and gets the benefit of the house and and the uh, utilities and everything are taken care of. And that and the wow, the, Paying pet. the power it's-
0: bill for the for the <laughs> cat
1: that's awesome. That <laughs> depends
0: on how,
1: how much you love your animal. Well, well yeah, absolutely.
0: You- and I would imagine these situations, as you say, work a lot better when there's not like three or four other children waiting in line behind Fido. That is correct. So, you know, yes. if if you know, I mean I, I'll admit, I mean, I, I love my pets and, and my parents love their pets, but if they if you know, if the time came around and I was it I was left out in the cold, you know, when I when I needed something and and, you know, my mom's cat is living in luxury with the gas bill being paid every month, I would probably feel a little bit uh uh, but, but as long as,
1: as it's reasonable. Right. And if you spelled out that you want the, the dog to live in the house mm-hmm. and you want the caretaker to move in to take care of that pet while you're, you know, after your demise, well, that's reasonable. You spelled it out. But if you say, I, I, um, I'm going to leave a million dollars for the benefit of the dog. And you can take care of it, but it only takes maybe a thousand dollars a year to to properly take care of it, or maybe right. two thousand with its food, and you know,
0: well, <laughs> a yeah. million
1: dollars is a little bit too much.
0: Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe yeah. not. It's been, it's got to yep. it's got to live in the lifestyle it's accustomed to, correct?
1: Yes, but <laughs> but it's how you spell it out, and that's one of the reasons why you need to put together a document and spell out exactly how you want that pet taken care of.
0: Well, and I would imagine, though, to be a little more serious, though, that, you know, as the dog ages, you know, there's a few, everybody has, every pet owner has gone through this um, who's had more than one pet, where you get to the point in a pet's life where you start wondering whether their quality of life um, is, yes. is enough. And, what, you know, you have to make the hard choice. Um, not, not all the time, but it does happen. Um, and I would imagine that's something that you spell out in this document as well.
1: Yes, you do, and uh, that's, you know, if you have a guardian of the pet who is receiving some kind of compensation to take care of the pet, Mm -hmm. but not getting the remainder interest, well, the guardian has an interest in keeping that, that pet alive as long as he can. Of course. And so the dog may have arthritis very bad and can hardly get up and walk, but... He has to keep it alive so he can get his money each month. On the other hand, you leave the remainder interest to the to the Guardian, and now the Guardian says, hey, the, the sooner the pet goes, the sooner I get the money.
0: And I think that when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about choosing the right Guardian so that it doesn't come down to a dollar and cents decision. Uh, when we come back in just a moment, we'll be talking more about Pet Trust with Brian A. Lowe of Brian A. Lowe & Associates. Give us a call or a text at 702-257-5396. Now back to Ask the Experts on News Talk 720, KDWN. Welcome back. We're talking to Brian A. Lowe of Brian A. Lowe & Associates. 50% of Las Vegans have pets, and people feel very, very attached to their pets. We're talking about pet trust today. And uh, I think a lot of people, when they, uh, you know, of course they think, well, of course, of course my sister will take care of my dog if something were to happen to me. She's a kind person, and, and um, you know, she loves animals. Um, but just like anything else, um, when if there's even a question in your mind, it's probably a better idea to write down what you would like in a legal sense, and that's what we're talking about today. Um, you know, of course, we kind of went into the realm of the ridiculous, where we, you know, the the things that you may have heard about on the news, where someone has allocated a a, a very complex and costly plan to take care of an animal after they've passed away, but. Let's talk about a little bit more of a realistic situation. Um, Earlier in the the past weeks on the show, we've talked about life insurance. Is life insurance a tool that you could use to take care of your animals after you've passed?
1: Well, life insurance is a good way because you're highly leveraged with life insurance. You pay a small premium. When you die, then the money is there. Mm -hmm. And so if you're just going to buy a small policy that will take care of a pet for uh, the expected life, of that of that pet right uh, it can be just a small amount of insurance that'll go into the the pet trust and you have a trustee that will uh, distribute the money uh, periodically to whoever you've picked as the guardian and they take care of the of the pet
0: so how long does it take to get life insurance after someone passes away
1: oh you can get it within it as soon as the death certificate is issued You make a death claim, you send in the death certificate, and it comes in relatively soon because the insurance company is going to have to start paying interest on it as of date of death if you if you do it on a timely basis i mean make the the claim on a timely basis
0: well you know and i would imagine that uh that, that 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 is something to strongly consider if you feel very passionately about your pets but i mean you know i would say most people aren't in a situation to set up an indefinite trust for the care of of a pet and and in some pets Um, you know, like I say, being viewed in the eyes of the law as property, some pets live a long time. I mean, a horse can live for a very, very long time. I mean, we're talking about dogs and cats, but if you're a horse person, you have a horse ranch, you know, you, how long can a horse live? 20 years,
1: 30 years? Yeah. And some birds, they live for a a long time. Yeah. A parrot
0: can be 75 years old.
1: Now, you know, under the common law, we have a rule against perpetuities and that rule against perpetuities was 21 years of lives and being. Mm-hmm. Well, when you died, uh, um, unless you identify lives and being within 21 years, that trust has to vest in someone other than the trust. Really? Yeah, yes. But see, Nevada has changed their rule against perpetuities, which, which we can go out several hundreds of years now. Um, and we don't have many animals that live that long. Well, yeah. (laughs) So here in Nevada, we don't have a problem with uh, the rule against perpetuities, but in some states they do.
0: So, you know, when somebody's uh, planning for this, um, you know— you could, you could draw up a huge document. You could lay out everything. You could spend a lot of time thinking about every possible scenario. You could think about exactly what could go wrong and how you would deal with it. Um, but does a lot of that boil down to choosing the right person who would make the right decisions without yeah. having to be told to? Yeah,
1: there's some common sense. But you may want to spell out some specifics that you want it to get checked up once a year, mm-hmm. you know, to see the vet once a year, get it Get its shots. um, Have a proper diet for it. Right. Uh, You know, we'll allow two weeks uh, kenneling in case the guardian needs to go away. Right. Or any number of things. But they don't have to be so specific that, you know, the dog has to get up in the morning at 530 and be walked for uh, an hour and, you know... (laughs) it can get very specific and it's it almost impossible to, to manage by a trustee guaranteeing that all of these things are done. So you want to find the right person who will take care of the pet.
0: And I would, you know, as we've said before, not just with the right person, but also have a backup plan as well because anything can happen. And that's a good point. You
1: should, just like you would appoint a successor trustee or you would appoint or name someone to be, the alternate beneficiary if the first beneficiary died or whatever. So you always want a backup plan. That's just good planning.
0: So uh, when we're talking about putting together these documents, um, so what, how, do you, how do you do this? So you want to take care of your pets. You've heard this show, and you're like, you know what, that's a great idea. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to buy a little bit of life insurance, and I want to set up a pet trust. What do I have to do?
1: Well, it depends on the individual. If a person is coming into our office uh, to do some estate planning, we'll generally ask about pets. And if they have a pet, what it, what are their plans for them? And they may say, well, you know, my daughter loves the pet as much as as we do, and the pet loves her. And so, uh, you know, I'd like the pet to go to my daughter. Right. And so generally no problem. The, the daughter would take it for nothing and would come and pick up the pet because she wants it. But, uh, you know, maybe there isn't anyone.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: there's just one person, I mean, I give, I'll give you an example. My mom, uh, she lived to be a hundred and probably she lived to be a hundred because she always had pets and she loved them and they loved her, etc. Mm-hmm. cetera. But all of a sudden there was a person that died and this, she didn't, her, my mother's pet had passed away uh, not too long and she was looking around. And so here was this pet that came on up, for adoption right and so my mom said well yeah this is a great pet i'll take take it mm-hmm. but the the pet could never get used to my mom okay she wouldn't cuddle up to my mom my mom fed her did everything that she could for that pet for 11 years and but the pet never had anything to do with her In
0: 11 years
1: 11 years
0: that's a long
1: time <laughs> it's a long time and my mother loved the pet, but not like she would have if the pet would have, you know, warmed up to her. Sure. And so there's some personalities here too. Well,
0: absolutely, absolutely. Well, I'm going to tell you that she she did she did right by that. Uh, was it a dog? Yes, it was. I was going to say she did right by the dog. If the dog still wouldn't have anything to do with her after 11 years, she's still she's still doing the right thing. That's great. Yeah. Um, so, you know, when we're talking about doing setting up a pet trust, I mean, uh, obviously we, we often say this on the show, the first thing to do is set up uh, the, the appointment with Brian A. Lowe & Associates. Um, it's a free consultation, correct?
1: Yes, it is.
0: All you have to do is just give them a call at 702-259-0002. You can check them out online at southernnevadalawyers.com.
1: And one other thing, Brian, uh, if, if they're coming in, and they're going to want to do something specifically and do a pet trust, mm-hmm. that's one thing. Or they may say, I already have a trust, but I haven't addressed the pet issue. Okay. And and so maybe we would just amend their trust to put some provisions in there for the pet. And so every situation is a little different. Well, absolutely. Maybe they don't have enough funding. And so maybe uh, the purchase of a small policy to fund that pet trust. Right. But they do need some legal counsel and we can give them that counsel and the things that they should be considering.
0: And as we've talked about before, you don't sell life insurance by any means. No, we do not. And, uh, you know, know, the most you could do is recommend somebody that that you've you've heard good things about.
1: And if we do recommend someone, we generally give them three or four names and they can pick, uh, you know, whoever they want. But a lot of times people have their own life insurance uh, 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 salesman that has dealt with them before and we welcome them to come in and be part of the decision.
0: After the initial consultation, which doesn't cost anything, um, is it a complicated procedure? Or are we talking about something that's going to to cost a significant amount of money or a significant amount of time?
1: It depends. As I say, if they already have a trust mm-hmm. and all they need is a simple amendment uh, to one of the articles in the trust to provide for the pet, it it doesn't cost very much.
0: Well, that's excellent. So, just to repeat, all you need to do is just give Brian A. Lowe and Associates a call at 702-259-0002. You can check them out online at SouthernNevadaLawyers.com. If you have a pet or you need to include your pet in your uh, estate planning, give them a call. It's a free consultation. Thank you, Brian. Thank you, Brian. I appreciate you coming on the show. We'll be back next Monday on Ask the Experts with Brian A. Lowe and Associates on AM 720 KDWN.